0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. And always keep in mind, folks, as we're moving through this content, keep in mind that technocracy, you know, going back to 1919, technocracy is the science of social engineering and the systematic control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. So just look at it. From the perspective of this labor shortage, it's the science of social engineering. They're engineering this labor shortage and they're socially engineering society into accepting it. At the same time, it leads to the systematic control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. Because when they remove the workers from the workforce and they replace the workers with robots and artificial intelligence, that gives them further control over the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. It really all makes perfect sense, I mean, from their perspective. I know we're upset about it. I know we don't want to live under it. I know we don't like it. But they're doing it. They're doing it. And as you're going to see later... In this episode, I'm going to show you something coming out of consensus. This uh, blockchain development company working with the central banks on central bank digital currency. I mentioned to you that there's 430,000 worldwide developers working with the uh, within the Ethereum ecosystem, which is really the backbone to many of the CBDCs. Well, they have training academies where people can learn to be developers. So, again, I've mentioned on this show before, many of us are part of the worker bee class helping to build the technocracy without even realizing it. Why? Because it's embedded in our culture. Technocracy is our culture. Whether we want to accept that or not, it is the truth. All right. Let's continue. It says the reasons for the ongoing worker shortage flowing out of the pandemic are varied. Some have not returned to the workforce as the result of the government financial assistance received during the pandemic. It is estimated that 68% of workers were earning more on unemployment during the pandemic than they made while working, enabling some to add to savings. All right. Again, That is orchestrated. Do you really believe that the people that created the policies that led to people making more money on unemployment than they were when they were employed was not orchestrated? Uh, So many people want to believe that there are unintended consequences. I believe everything that happens at that level, coming from the state, coming from the elites are 100% intended consequences. They are not unintended. So this was orchestrated. So it created a problem. goes on to say, other workers received pandemic-related bonuses and wage increases combined with increasing home values and reduced mortgage payments. Many found a greater level of financial security than before the pandemic. Now, you will say, okay, that's great. Individuals have more money, but that is short-term. That is short-term. That is social engineering. They created these policies that drove up home values that allowed people to go take out second mortgages. So now they're sitting on, you know, 20, 50, $100,000. But that is short lived. Now they're out of a job. And now they're going to be starving. And now they either have to sell the home. See, it it creates, they set up all these problems to then provoke more reactions to then offer more solutions. But it is orchestrated. This stuff did not just happen. There wasn't a perfect storm of this uh, incompetent policy coming out. There's nothing incompetent about this. This is very competent. It's very orchestrated. They created a scenario at the exact right time to have an employee shortage to then be able to offer artificial intelligence robots and everything else come on folks you know this to be true it says a substantial number of workers 55 and older who comprised 25 percent of the workforce before opted for early retirement rather than a return to a workplace Uh, those that they did not kill with uh COVID and or the jab it goes on to say among those workers six 65 and over, there were 7% more retirements than would otherwise have been expected in a given year. The loss of these older, experienced workers is especially difficult because a sudden loss of decades of institutional knowledge is difficult to replace. Again, Orchestrated, all orchestrated. First off, you have to come from the standpoint that COVID Land, the high school theater production, was a theater production, live action role play put on by the world governments. All right. If you want to believe that COVID came from somebody eating a bat and then it spread all over the world, and then these governments came together and they tried to help everyone, but in the end, they were just incompetent and they started pushing out jabs that weren't tested, but they were ready to roll out. And then people got sick and they're dying from that. And then it created all these. I mean, you have to be crazy. I mean, do you still believe in Santa Claus, folks? No. It's all orchestrated. This is what the Great Reset is. This is what Build Back Better is. This is what the Fourth Industrial Revolution is. This stuff was all written about. The Fourth Industrial Revolution was written It's a book by Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, written in 2016. A couple months after the pandemic started, Klaus Schwab had the Great Reset book, Ready to Roll. People like Peter Thiel came out in the very beginning and said, this is a great opportunity to move in the new economy and replace the old economy. These guys were all ready to rock and roll, folks. Event 201, Spars, Pandemic, Claydex, all these tabletop exercises all happened. Before COVID land, the high school theater production kicked off. This was orchestrated, all orchestrated. All right, let's continue it says the loss of so many older workers in the pandemic underscores the primary reason for the anticipated shortfall in the number of workers moving forward we have an aging population and hence an aging workforce and the united states is not alone in this the age of workers in the manufacturing sector of several developed countries best illustrates the problem In the United States, 25% of manufacturing workers are 55 and older. In Canada, it's 22%. The United Kingdom, 20%. And 30% in South Korea. In Japan, the majority of their workforce overall is between the ages of 45 and 54, and the country is expected to lose at least 20% of its workforce by 2040 due to aging. The aging problem is easy easily explained birth rates in most of the developed countries have been falling for years in the united states the birth rate in 1970 was 23 births per thousand people today it is eight births per thousand people you got that 1970 it was 23 births per thousand people today 50 years later it's eight births it's one-third the amount of births happening now What's the reason this occurred? I don't know. Maybe the fake feminist movement, uh, putting men and women up for competing in stupid corporate jobs, you know, or going to the coal mine. Uh, maybe it's the uh, push for mass abortions. I don't know. Maybe it's the, uh, this whole anti-social social media push to make people uh, not want to have children. I don't know. There's a ton of reasons. Again, it's orchestrated, though. This is the culture, folks. This is a social engineering. Today, it is eight births per thousand people. By 2035, adults 65 and older will outnumber children under the age of 18 for the first time in history. So as you can see, the whole depopulation is working, ladies and gentlemen. It is working as Plan and this is all orchestrated. And so what they're going to do and what they're already doing, as we can see through other stuff we covered here at the Dust and Gold Standard, is a push for artificial intelligence and robotics to replace a lot of the humans. That's the whole idea behind this. Goes on to say other factors contributing to the shortage of U.S. workers coming out of the pandemic include laid off workers who took themselves out of the traditional workforce by choosing to become self-employed or going to work for gig companies, as I've covered in depth on this show. Also, we learned from Magdalene Rose, the 23-year-old conservative activist and podcaster, that a lot of the young folks are trying to become professional influencers and they're being paid 500 600 700 a week on instagram to just be an influencer whatever that is uh they promote things like covid when the government tells them to goes on to say to the extent that numbers are available It appears the self-employed workers exceed 2019 levels. It is possible that the seemingly looming recession could result in at least some of those workers returning to the workforce as their new small businesses struggle. And so you will see, yes, some might have gone and started small businesses, but many became gig workers. And there's a lot of gig workers. And this comes out of Instacart, uh, the grocery app. It comes out of Uber, the taxi service, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, fast food delivery. Uh, These people do form LLCs sometimes. I know many that did. So it'll be set up as a business, but they aren't actually starting a business. They're not building a book of business. They don't have customers, right? The customers belong to the technocrats that run those platforms, those gig platforms. And so when they're talking about those small businesses starting to struggle, They're struggling because the uh, people doing gig work aren't making as much money as they were under the pandemic. So now they're going to try to return to the workforce. But if AI and robotics is already in the process of replacing these folks, whether it be at a McDonald's where they don't need cashiers working the front anymore because they have kiosks where people order, then those people, those young folks who went out and started gig work, are not going to find a job when they come back to the workforce. And that's where universal basic income is going going to come in to play government to the rescue problem reaction solution goes on to say Secondly, the frustrating and exhausting experiences of many workers during the pandemic, including the stresses of working in understaffed workplaces operating under COVID protocols, the stress of school closings and childcare issues, caring for elderly relatives, and similar daily challenges resulted in a greater focus by many on work-life balance. Work-life balance has long been a focus of millennials who comprise the majority of today's workforce. The desire for flexibility. Flexibility in their job to permit sufficient time for family matters has caused some to remain on the sidelines awaiting that perfect job. Relatedly, the labor participation rate for women fell more than 3% during the pandemic and remains below the pre-pandemic levels. In many cases, the initial exit from the workplace of working mothers came with the closure of schools and child care facilities, where financial conditions permitted many formerly working mothers made the decision to stay home permanently. Finally, the continued implementation of advanced technology, increasing automation of the workplace, eliminates some jobs and creates jobs for new skill sets that many workers do not currently possess, like being an engineer or being a programmer, right? Goes on to say the United States is not unique in this regard. Across the developed world, more than 10 million manufacturing jobs remain vacant because of a worker skills gap. While many employers are investing in reskilling and upskilling, It will take time to sufficiently train a more modern workforce. But regardless, automation of the workplace grows by leaps and bounds in the meantime. When we consider all the factors that impact the labor participation rate, along with the long-term trends that may reduce the overall number of workers, employers could be facing a permanent struggle to find workers. All right. I wanted to read this from this trade, okay, from the air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration news, because they didn't really play a lot of politics in here. These are just good numbers. The point of this is to show you, this is orchestrated. They're talking about this labor shortage caused by COVID land, the high school theater production, and all the policies that were put into place, and all the causes of the problems that came out of COVID land that created this labor shortage. And so if you're an employer, you're going to be driven towards on. Automation, AI, robotics. If you're an employee and you left your job and you went into gig work and now you're not making the money, you're going to go back looking for those jobs. They're not going to exist anymore. Uh, And or they're going to tell you you have to be an engineer or a programmer to work in that field now. And so those people are going to be pushed towards and driven towards universal basic income, which is coming up next right after the break. Let me show you how this UBI scam works. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv gold. My name is Dustin Gold. And you are here with me, ladies and gentlemen, because you want to know the truth. And we are going to get to the bottom of all this, ladies and gentlemen, so we can figure out how the hell to navigate this technocracy. All right, up on the screen, folks, I have a WashingtonPost.com article. This is actually a very good, it's comprehensive article. Uh, Don't worry about the fact that it's from Washington Post. We're going to get into universal basic income. They're obviously pushing for it, so it's fine because this is what people are reading who would be in favor of universal basic income. And it sounds all fine and dandy, right? You can't find a job. Automation is replacing humanity. Don't worry. The government's going to come to the rescue, and they're going to somehow magically print more money, but this time not on a printing press. This will be printed, uh, minted in the cloud as central bank digital currency, and it'll be distributed to you. And that's the least... That the technocrats could do as they run all the factories with artificial intelligence and robotics and they replace you and you can't find a job. So the government's just going to pay you to sit home and do nothing. We used to call it welfare, and uh, back in the days of my parents, when you were a kid, if you were on welfare, you were embarrassed by it. Sometime in my lifetime, and I'm 41 years old, it became kind of cool to be on welfare, actually, to flim-flam the system and collect multiple welfare checks. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of people doing that. It's a big scam operation. But I think at the end of the day, it actually devalues humanity. So you sit home and you eat Twinkies on the couch while you're watching uh, rerun of Jerry Springer but it's all good because the government uh, has replaced you but they're going to make ends meet by giving you a thousand dollars a month uh, as if that's going to help you in the world that we live in. So let's get into universal basic income because this is going to tie into central bank digital currency and it's all very important uh it ties into this uh, orchestrated labor shortage and so you'll see all the pieces of the puzzle fitting together as these guys use the science of social engineering technocracy to move us into this systematic uh control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services all right, it says right here, uh, universal basic income has been tested repeatedly. It works. Will America ever embrace it? The extraordinary success and thorny politics of a bold policy idea. And this is written by Megan Greenwell on October 24, 2022. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we have rolled out various UBI programs. They'll discuss some of these in this article. Uh, across the country it's already being tested i mean in my opinion the stimulus checks were a test for universal basic income the stimulus checks we received under covid land the high school theater production they created a problem people were out of work provoked a reaction what are we going to do we need money then the solution here here's your universal basic income All right, it says right here in January 2019, Zona Everett was sitting in an airport when her phone rang. On the other end of the line, a voice informed her that she had been randomly chosen to receive $500 a month as part of something called the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration. They used to get a knock at the door, and it was Publisher's Clearinghouse. You just won $500 a month, and here you get these balloons to go along with it. Yay, Publisher's Clearinghouse is amazing. Well, now it's the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration. Imagine these folks knocking on your door. Hello? Yes, you just won. This is the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration. Yay! <laughs> you got to make light of this sometimes, folks. Seriously. It goes on to say, whenever it had first heard about SEED, oh, SEED, that's what it's called, the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration, SEED, a few weeks earlier... (laughs) there's so many jokes there but i'd like to keep this show family friendly folks so she first heard about seed uh she'd wondered if it might be a scam as things that sound too good to be true often are her pastor assured her that it was real that 125 residents of poor neighborhoods in stockton california would receive money as part of a groundbreaking experiment (laughs) When she got the call, Everett thought she was receiving a one-time payment, which was thrilling enough. Then the woman on the phone told her she'd receive $500 every month for a year and a half with no strings attached. She nearly collapsed from joy right there in the airport. Folks, that's $9,000 she was going to receive, right? Suddenly, Everett, who in 2018 had lost her job as a Department of Defense logistics specialist, had subsequently tried to make ends meet by driving for DoorDash, then had taken out significant unsubsidized loans to attend college online in a bid to improve her employment prospects, saw a path back to stability. She would be able to cover her car payments and the rent To keep her phone on without giving up her monthly tithe to her church. All right. All right. There's a lot to unpack there, folks. So you have this woman, and uh, what was her name again? Zona Everett. Right, She's sitting in the airport. Her phone rings. She's told she's going to get $500 a month for the next uh, year and a half. So it'll be uh, $9,000. And we find out in 2018 she lost her job as a Department of Defense logistics specialist. Okay, we don't know how that happened. And so she's working for DoorDash trying to make ends meet, so she's driven into the gig industry, as I talk about all the time. We just got done talking about that in the first couple of segments. And now she's in college, right, trying to increase her work uh, skills. Right, which we know from Yuval Noah Harari, the uh, fourth industrial revolution king philosopher, the right-hand man to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, that in the technocracy, in the fourth industrial revolution, you will constantly have to retrain because once technology starts to grow exponentially, the work skills you have today will be irrelevant tomorrow. And so you will constantly have to be retraining. So this woman, in my eyes, zona average she fits right in with the model explained by Yuval noah harari so she's got to make her car payments she's got to pay her rent so she's got car payments i don't know why she just doesn't go buy an older used car she's got to pay her rent she's got to keep her phone on and she's got to keep giving money to the church All right, it says, for Mayor Michael Tubbs, that was exactly the point. Since childhood, Tubbs had watched his mom and his friends struggle with everyday expenses while receiving only minimal help from the government in Stockton, one of the poorest cities in the country, which sits in California's Central Valley. He theorized that a relatively small guaranteed income, just $6,000 a year, Uh, uh, a year per recipient, enough to cover the occasional emergency expense or supplement a minimum wage salary, would single handedly eliminate the insecurity that governed the lives of many poor Stockton residents. And so, with funds and guidance from the nonprofit Economic Security Project, he created a pilot program, one of the first of its kind in the country. His goal was as simple as it was ambitious to run a demonstration project so successful that national politicians would have no choice but to consider adopting guaranteed income as national policy alright so you've got this mayor here Tubbs and he's going to start handing out money like Jack Nicholson as the Joker in the Michael Keaton Batman movie where he's driving down the street on the float throwing money out all over the place so this is it this is what happens now listen folks if you're part of any of these programs and you're taking money more power to you I mean if the government's going to throw money away at this point I say take it I used, to, uh, I used to put myself on a pedestal before, and I'd say, I'm not taking it. Well, you know what? If the government's going to throw this money away, money that they are printing and just adding to the debt that they're piling on my child and my future great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchild, then uh, I'd be stupid not to take it at this point, folks. I mean, this is collapsing. We're in a fire sale. We're moving into the fourth industrial revolution. So there you go. There's a solution. If the government is throwing money at you, just... Uh, Just put your morals aside and take that check because at this point, what does it really matter, folks? You can still use it and spend it and buy yourself some prepping supplies. Take the money and go buy, I don't know, bags of rice, bags of flour, whatever it may be. Put it to good use. It goes on to say, sitting in a Stockton Starbucks nearly three years later, a soft-spoken Everett remembered nearly every detail of that faithful phone call from Seed, swaddled in a white puffer coat on an unseasonably cold day, her hair in a low bun. She looked younger than her 51 years as she cradled a caramel frappuccino and choked up as she described the immediate impact the payments had on her life. I mean, is this like a comedy piece? So she's sitting there drinking a caramel frappuccino, wearing a white puffer coat, talking about her car payment. Look, I am not judging this woman, but I'm saying this is written in a way that it almost makes you want to say, hey, um, maybe get your priorities straight. It goes on to say she quit driving for DoorDash, which gave her the time to find a job as a factory worker at Tesla's plant in Fremont, 60 miles from Stockton. She was able to escape. This is, seriously, you've got every... Tag word in this. I would like to know if this person is even real. So she was working for the government as a logistics coordinator and she shifts to DoorDash. She's paying her way to go to college and then she ends up working at Tesla while she's drinking a caramel frappuccino and wearing a white puffer coat. I mean, come on. Come on. This sounds fake, but she quit driving for DoorDash. But again, we're reading the stuff that mainstream folks read, all right? This is what gets people, this is what tugs at their heartstrings, this is what plays to human emotion, and will force people into the idea of accepting a universal basic income. She quit driving for DoorDash, which gave her the time to find a job as a factory worker at Tesla's plant in Fremont, 60 miles from Stockton. She was able to escape a dysfunctional marriage and move into her own home. Quote, for me, it was a stepping stone. It got me to where I was okay with myself, end quote, she says. Quote, it was right on time. Everything in me was just like, oh, thank you so much, Lord, end quote. The seed program was scheduled to end in the summer of 2020, but its founders secured additional donations to fund an extra six months to get people through the worst days of the pandemic. That was another lifesaver for Everett, who was diagnosed with a severe case of COVID-19 and struggled with lingering symptoms, leaving her unable to work for most of the year. Fortunately, the $500 a month from seed plus disability payments (laughs) proved to be enough to pay her bills. Folks, could they pack any more into this? All right. Let's just, oh my God. This is seriously like a comedy piece I would write on state. And I read this before. Uh, And I'm going to get to the point about universal basic income. But this is hilarious. So this woman has COVID-19. She's unable to work for most of the year. She goes on disability. She uh, gets fired from her job at the government. She ends up working for Tesla. She's going to college. She has a white puffer jacket, car payments, a phone payment. Uh, and tithes to her church, and she thanks God for all of this as she receives her $500 a month seed welfare universal basic income payment. All right, I think we've got that right, folks. So this sets it up. This is this woman here, Ms. Everett, Ms. Everett. Oh, and she left her husband and moved into her own home. Oh, thank the Lord for that. All right, folks, this is getting to be quite interesting. A little break from all the techie stuff with the CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency. I hope <laughs> this is a great story. I mean, I'm serious. This is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, let me laugh over this break. I'll be right back. This is Dust Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash